DFS Today. Here we are, folks. Week 8, live on Zumo TV. Thank you for joining us this morning for DFS Today. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. We're coming to you live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. So, uh, happy to be here for Week 8. We're going to go through all the information that you need to be successful on FanDuel, DraftKings, and any other site that you choose to play on. But first of all, I want to welcome my compadre, Joe Pisabia. Joe, what's up, man? I like that. Compadre. We are a bilingual show here today. Right. But yes, it's, uh, it's rainy outside here at the Meadowlands, but it's sunshine and roses here because we've got Week 8 of the NFL, Mike, and I'm excited for it. We do. I am as well. Uh, interesting dynamic here. There's no games uh, at MetLife Stadium today, so... So the stadium over my right shoulder will be empty today, but we should get a good crowd in here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you are in the area... Come down and pick up one of these. You get uh, your our our, be- our sports grid betting models. We're going to have some good DFS picks on here, but uh, more importantly, you get some good information from the pros at DailyRoto.com. So, Joe, let's get to it. Let's talk about the games that we want to we want to stack. We'll obviously get into the positional uh, scenarios, best running backs, best quarterbacks, and everything else. And I should let you know, as I do every week, we film this show from eight to nine Eastern. Obviously, some things can change. As of right now, it looks like Alvin Kamara isn't going to play, but there's some talk about how he may or he may not. There's some other game-time decisions as well, so make sure you're glued to whatever TV or to Zumo TV uh, on the grid, and we'll give you all the information you need in, in terms of injuries. But for right now, let's get into the game stacks that we like. And the first one that pops out, I think everybody's going to be on it, is Oakland at Houston. Yeah, it's going to be very chalky. It's going to be very highly owned, especially in cash games. But it doesn't mean it's wrong. We always talk about it all the time. Yeah. Just because something makes sense does not mean necessarily that it's the wrong play. And Deshaun Watson certainly has a great matchup here today uh, against uh, the Oakland Raiders defense. We saw the Raiders defense just last week get absolutely carved up by Aaron Rodgers. And you would expect more of the same. Josh Jacobs is going to play in this game. That's a positive. But he's been banged up all week as well. He is far from 100%. Tyrell Williams is going to play in this game also. But really, the heat is not just on Deshaun Watson. It's also a lot on Kenny Stills. And even to a lesser extent, Kiki QT. There's a lot of these guys right now in that secondary wide receiver market, Mike, that are going to be very heavily owned. And I think when you're playing GPP this week, you want to make sure you differentiate a little bit because there is a good chance that Kenny Stills is that guy everybody thinks he is is the number two. There's also a good chance that Kiki QT gets a touchdown or two. Those possibilities are going to be out there because Oakland is going to give up so many air yards and so many potential uh, touchdowns as well through the air. So keep that in mind. But regardless, I think in cash, Deshaun Watson's a very smart play this week along with Hopkins. That's the pairing you probably want in cash. And in tournaments, I think you sprinkle in a little QT, a little Hopkins, a little Stills, maybe even two of the three along with Watson. Yeah, would you think Stills could be an option for cash as well? I'm going to say no because I think the high ownership is going to push over into cash because people like it so much. They think they start to convince themselves that it's a lock just because it makes sense on paper. Well, we see a lot of things that make sense on paper every single week that doesn't make it true. doesn't mean it always comes to fruition. So I think he will be in cash. I would fade away from it. I think there's some other values we'll get to later on in the program that will help you out kind of in that same tier of wide receiver that uh, you know may have a little less ownership. Okay. So next game to talk about, uh, Arizona Travis into New Orleans playing a quarterback that we didn't necessarily think was going to be playing this week. We thought it might be Teddy Bridgewater for yet another week. He's 5-0. and uh, But Drew Brees steps in. He's ready to go with the Yeah, the new kid. New kid, That's Drew Brees. Right. Young yeah. kid. New I, guy on the block. Fresh out of Purdue. We'll see yeah. how he plays in this one. But I was shocked. It took him 18 years to break in, but he made it. <laughs> I don't know about you, Mike, but I was shocked about this. I thought for sure heading up to the bye, you let Bridgewater play. It's a cookie-cutter matchup. This can only mean one thing. Drew Brees is absolutely 100% or as close to 100% as you could possibly be because there's no other logic to roll him out there in this game, in this matchup. It would seem like Teddy B's played good enough. There's no reason not to keep throwing him out there. Uh, the Cardinals are not exactly the toughest defense to play against. We all know that. It's a whole matchup. So many reasons to start Teddy Bridgewater instead of Brees. So the only reason to start Breeze is Breeze is healthy. So if Breeze is healthy enough, that's great news for Michael Thomas. And as you mentioned before with Alvin Kamara, look, whether or not Alvin Kamara is a game-time decision ends up playing, we kind of saw this last week, and I think we should learn the lesson from it, which was Arizona played DJ, but they didn't play him. He was active, but he wasn't doing anything active. And I think that's something to keep in mind. That might shy a lot of people away from Latavius Murray. No matter what, I would stay on Latavius Murray because I think regardless of Alvin Kamara's status, his role in this offense is pretty defined right now, this week at least, 
heading into the bye. I would imagine, to your point about Breeze, he is 100% healthy, plus it, even if he was 90 I think he wants to get reps before the bye week, try to get sharp going into the bye week, make sure he has those reps, and they can continue their push towards being a number one seed uh, in the NFC. So let's talk about some other games as well. Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Uh, Jameis, we've seen him, both good Jameis and bad Jameis, throw for a lot of yards. So uh, going up against Tannehill, do you think Tannehill and Jameis can battle this out, or how do you see this playing out? Well, I think at least on the Tennessee side, Mike, what you're going to see is the fact that 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 Tampa Bay uh, defense has been so good against the run. So I think you're going to have to see Ryan Tannehill throw the ball. And that's not a bad thing, considering last week we saw Corey Davis have a very productive day. A.J. Brown had a very productive day. So uh, without Delaney Walker in that mix, uh, I think you can really focus it on those two wide receivers. They're both very good values, both on DraftKings and on FanDuel today as well. So I would certainly have a lot of shares of those guys, because I do think Ryan Tannehill is going to have to pass. And on the Winston side of things, it's always the mistakes, right? That's what it is. How many mistakes? is he going to make and is he going to make few enough mistakes that he's actually going to return value on investment i never feel great about winston this is a matchup where i feel okay not great i would prefer to rather play a guy like drew Brees today coming back healthy who might be lower owned because people want to sit back and say hey well let's see what it is i know what it is it's drew Brees at home with michael thomas and i want all the shares of it so i'm perfectly fine going out on a limb there not so much on winston or Tannehill today so interesting thing about the Lions this year, we all thought they were going to turn the page over and become a running team like they were last year. We thought they would continue to happen again this year. Uh, however, at present, the Lions offense ranks fourth in passing DVOA this season and faces a Giants defense that ranks 27th in pass defense DVOA. That's according to DailyRoto.com which amounts to Matt Stafford potentially having a big day and maybe Daniel Jones having to keep pace. Yeah, look, uh, I know Ty Johnson is going to be very popular owned, and that makes sense because of the matchup. It makes sense because what you've got here with Ty Johnson is volume and opportunity because the Giants defense is not very good. But on Johnson wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire either. I think it's good because of the value and the cost. But we're not also sold on the fact J.D. McKissick isn't going to be somewhat involved in this offense because he probably will be. Ty Johnson can catch the ball out of the backfield. That's a positive. That's something to keep an eye on in this one. But look, I think really what this means is a lot more Matt Stafford, a lot more Kenny Galladay, and even some more Marvin Jones. Just when you thought you couldn't get enough Marvin Jones last week, Mike Blewett, you might get some more this week in this matchup with the Giants. Yeah, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, T.J. Hawkinson, and and Danny Amendola command 75% of the target, so it's very condensed pass passing offense. Maybe Ty Jones gets in the mix a little bit. I'd say I wouldn't go all in on Ty Johnson like I would with Lat Murray, for example. Oh, no, absolutely not. I think Latavius Murray's far better in terms of value, in terms of confidence, uh, the role in the offense, everything. And, and look, you know, Ty Johnson might very well go out there and have a great day, and that's fantastic. The question is, in tournaments, how high is that ownership? And I expect it to be pretty high. I would have some shares because, again, it's the Giants. If this was a different team, I might shy away from it. But because it is the Giants, I'm still pretty good with it. Got it. So last one, Seattle against Atlanta. Matt Ryan not playing this week. So Matt Schaub trying to have to keep pace with Russell Wilson. I don't know if he can do it. I don't know either, but I like to see quarterbacks as old as me out there on the field. So Ravens and Cowboys on a bye this week. For all you Lamar Jackson lovers out there, you're going to have to wait until next week. We'll come back. We'll get into running backs live from the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey and on Zumo TV. Stay on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel, this NHL... Oh, I'm sorry. That's the next break. Ah, I will stop from doing that read. Professional. I pulled the ripcord, and we're back. Thanks. On DFS Today, uh, presented by Daily Road. We're live at the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, in the Meadowlands. So, all right, let's get into it, Joe. Uh, running backs. Uh, we have... Um, Leonard Fournette really tops the projections this week going up against Jets. Against the Jets defense has actually been okay against the run, but overall the lack of efficiency in their offense has created issues for their defense. Well, it does, and I don't think you want to judge them necessarily off of last week either <laughs> against the Patriots. I don't think you should judge anybody against the Patriots, really, but this matchup here, look, uh, I, I think that Leonard Fournette obviously is this guy that you're paying for the volume, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'd love to see more touchdowns from Leonard Fournette. I'm sure everybody would love to see that because that's been the real difference here. He's getting a huge amount of volume. He's getting 20-plus carries. Let's see, one, two, three, four weeks in a row here. Uh, in terms of receiving yards, he's getting that too. He's getting catches. He's getting everything you want. You just want some touchdowns, and I think that's the problem. The ownership's been so high on Fournette the last couple weeks. I wonder if there's a little fatigue there heading into this week, and maybe this is the week. So I would say true with Leonard Fournette, Mike. I would keep running him out there, especially in cash games, because of the volume is so true. Uh, but look, the touchdown upside, that's what's hurting him a little bit. So we'll see if that changes today against the Jets. I'm okay with it. I'm rolling him out there. Seasonal, DFS. Well, I'm seasonal, gonna, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely rolling yeah, I'm just, I'm just taking my shots uh, with him. I, at some point... The wall's going to fall down. He'll score a couple of touchdowns, and people will be And happy. he could be one of those days where he has, you know, 15 carries but two touchdowns, you know, and only right. 70 yards or That's something right. like that. That's right. Uh, all right, keep going. Uh, we have now at, at the top of the board the most expensive guys, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. We expect Alvin Kamara to be out. We also don't recommend paying for him unless you're taking no. a one or two lineups in a tournament just to be I don't even think you want to do that. I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think he's going to play much if don't he plays do it. at all. Don't right. do it. Tell so, right now. Uh, all right. So Chris McCaffrey, uh, an okay matchup, but really expensive. Fr- frankly, it's not even an okay matchup. It's going up against the Niners who have been able to stop a lot of people. Yeah. McCaffrey, though, has his volume has necessitated putting him in lineups every week. But now with the expense going up against the Niners, we find ourselves in this position. We do. It's a curious one. Uh, I'll say this. I think this week McCaffrey is a more interesting tournament play than he is a cash game play. Yeah. And it's because of the matchup. It's because a lot of people have soured because of the 49ers. And I don't want to take anything away from the 49ers defense. They have been outstanding. 
But so is Christian McCaffrey. The only team that stopped him at all was Tampa. And the last time they stopped him, he still had two touchdowns. So keep that in mind. I think McCaffrey or having a McCaffrey lineup this week at least in uh, the multi-entry tournaments is something very intriguing to do. I would strongly consider it. You look at the premium price tag, I get it. But when you have guys like Ty Johnson on the slate today, mm-hmm. it allows you to pay up for a guy like McCaffrey. You could play that stars and scrubs kind of a deal. And to me, that when you, we're talking about volume, we're talking about upside, we're talking about best running back in football right now, it's Christian McCaffrey. So to take him out just because it's the 49ers, to take him out of consideration, to me, Mike, I'm just not feeling that. I agree. So uh, I, I think you want to have a couple of lineups out there. Uh, yes, it's expensive. Yes, you can build lineups uh, with cheaper running backs, but to ignore it if you're building, if you're somebody that builds a whole bunch of lineups, uh, would be foolish. So Todd Gurley playing a London game today. We have London weather going on outside here uh, in New Jersey, but we, we're going to have uh, Todd Gurley going up against Cincinnati and Wembley Stadium today. I know he has not been the most efficient guy, and he isn't somebody that we've fallen in love with this year, but. The Bengals' defense, rush defense, is historically bad. It is. It's historically bad. My only concern is we've been here before. We've been here before with Todd Gurley already this year several times. Not once, not twice, several times, okay? And Todd Gurley's been okay. So this is a matchup where you look on it on paper and you say, oh my God, this is the week. But I feel like we've done this and I've had deja vu about it and I'm getting a little sick of it. So is there touchdown upside today with Gurley? Of course there is. Is there upside in terms of rushing ability with that Bengals defense being as bad as it is, historically bad, as Mike pointed out? Of course there is. My trouble is this. Will he actually get the girly day? And I think you don't want to go too deep into these shares. I really do. If you want to have a share or two, that's fine. Uh, to me, I think it's actually more of a cash game play because I'm concerned with the upside of Todd Gurley for tournaments. And I know weird things happen in London, so maybe the weird thing this week will be a Todd Gurley game circa, I don't know, 2018, 2017, when he was the best running back on the planet. But so far this year, it's been really difficult. And there's been some matchups on paper that should have lent to those days, and we just haven't gotten them. No, we have not. So uh, going back to Carson real quick, just from a pricing standpoint, Chris Carson is probably a little bit more of a, a DraftKings lean, and conversely with Leonard Fournette, probably a little bit more of a FanDuel lean. Doesn't mean you can't use them on either side. Just talking about the pricing being a little bit better for Fournette on FanDuel and Carson on DraftKings. So uh, Lat Murray, he, he's really the star of the show now that we're seeing that Kamara probably won't play. It's They're saying game time decision. Other people are saying unlikely that he's going to play. But in any event, Lat Murray is a guy that we want in our lineups this week. We're all in. All in on Latavius Murray. And, and look, we're, we should be all in on that Saints defense. Uh, excuse me, that Saints offense because Saints offense at home is a whole other ball game. And you get Drew Brees back in this lineup. He's not there because he just feels like playing. He's there because he's healthy. There's no other reason. So a healthy Drew Brees against the Arizona Cardinals. If you dial back in your mind, you think, wow, what would this matchup be if Brees wasn't coming off an injury and how highly it would be owned? Yeah, that's how highly it should be owned this week. Now, it might not be. But it should be, and Latavius Murray is going to probably eat a fair amount this weekend against those Cardinals. All right, let's talk about the Pats going up against the Cleveland Browns this week. We have James White and Sony Michelle probably projecting in good positions. White's been catching a lot of passes as of late. He's been very bankable. So which one of the two would you rather have? I'm going to go with James White. Um, it's nothing against Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle has been very, very solid. But I think with this matchup here, James White's been getting a ton of red zone targets. He probably should have had two touchdowns in that last game on Monday night against the Jets. But one, he got knocked out of bounds. The other one got called back. So really, when you're looking at James White, kind of like when we talked earlier about Fournette, where's the touchdowns? Where's the touchdowns? They will come up. It's just a matter of things breaking right, and I think they will break right in this one, too. Uh, For me, it's James White also, just because the passing volume has been so sure. Yeah, he hasn't rushed the ball as much as he did last year, just on pace, but overall, in terms of targets, in terms of catches, this is a guy catching eight balls a game. You throw a touchdown in there, look, you're looking at an easy 14-plus points, potentially, from James White in this matchup. Okay, uh, a couple others running backs that are injury replacements that the Daily Roto Optimizer... Uh, likes are Ty Johnson, who's at 5,200 on Fandle, and Chase Edmonds, who we mentioned at the top of the show, who filled in uh, ably, obviously, for Dave right. Johnson last week. Yeah, and Edmonds is almost more of a contrarian play this week, because I feel like so many people will be on Latavius Murray on the other side of this game. Look, that offense isn't great in Arizona. It's kind of strange, too, because Kyler Murray had a couple games where he played well, and then last week against the Giants of all teams, he did not. Now, it was because of the different weather or what the scenario is. They didn't is. really need him. 
How they Chase Edmonds really... ran for three touchdowns well, before uh, he knew it. And that's the thing, but I don't think that's going to be the case this week. They're going to need him to play well against that Saints defense, and the Saints defense has played extraordinarily well ever since Drew Brees went out. So I don't think that's going to change just because Brees is back. So for me, Mike, when I'm looking at this one, I would say that – it's a contrarian play. It's something you can get involved in. I don't know how heavily you want to because I don't know what the total is you're expecting. Uh, but to see, I don't know, 75, 80 yards and a touchdown certainly is well within that sphere. And I think that's a decent return on value. And I'm sure low ownership this week against the Saints. How about another contrarian play in Devonta Freeman? Going uh, Matt Schaub going to be a quarterback today instead of Matt Ryan. Uh, Devonta Freeman steps in potentially a little bit more run heavy. They have not been able to run the ball effectively at all yet this season. But but maybe he gets involved in the passing game with Matt Schaub. You have, obviously, Mohamed Sanu moves on. And then we're starting to condense to Julio Jones, Austin Hooper, Calvin Ridley, and Devonta Freeman. That's your offense. Edo Smith. No Edo Smith today either, so you can't spell him in, in any of it. No, it's amazing because you think back and you go, who was the last quarterback of the uh, Falcons before Matt Ryan? And it was Matt Schaub. And now Matt Schaub is back again. Unbelievable. Matt Schaub did throw for a 500-yard game in his career. He did. I would just note that. Look, I understand Not that. today, He's also but I would note that. 38 years old now and he hasn't played much but I think Devonta Freeman is a decent GPP play ownership will be low you mentioned he is very active in the passing game so that's a positive as long as he doesn't try to punch anybody in the face this week it should be all right but uh, I would say this more of a GPP play certainly not a single entry and certainly not a cash game play today okay a few other names to rip off Saquon Barkley obviously uh, high priced going up against the Lions defense that's more of a tourney play uh, Derek Henry uh, Ted Coleman Carlos Hyde any of these guys Hyde potentially because you might get some of those big passing yards and Hyde just running the ball in for a touchdown but but I would absolutely fade away from Derek Henry against that Bucks defense okay we'll be back to talk wide receivers on the grid right after this want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire dunk on your nba dfs competition with dailyroto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season compete with the pros with dailyroto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in nba dfs plus lineup alerts breaking news late swap support and much more save 10 percent on winning nba dfs advice with promo code dunk visit dailyroto.com backslash dunk to learn more If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. I want to tell you a little bit about Daily Roto and NHL DFS. As I bring this up, give me a second. There we go. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. So get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combos, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. So if you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So, all right, let's get to it, Joe. We got wide receivers. It's a bonanza, I feel like, this week. A lot of guys that can be played. But we're going to start with the guy that seems the chalkiest of them all because... He delivers, Michael Thomas. Well, I don't even know how chalky it is today because I feel like some people will be too expensive. Oh, well, not even too expensive. Just what's the situation with Drew Brees' hand? Is it healthy? Is it not? You know, people sometimes overthink, and I think they panic a little bit sometimes in these scenarios. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. I think you feel really good about Michael Thomas. You realize the floor is so high. The floor might be higher than anybody else. And I think in a year where we are constantly getting disappointed by wide receivers, constantly getting these guys who, you know, we think it's going to be a big DeAndre Hopkins weekend and he lets us down. Or we think it's going to be a big Mike Evans week and then he doesn't really deliver. The guy who's always delivering is Michael Thomas. So in cash games, you have to have Michael Thomas shares. You just have to do it. And at home, especially with Drew Brees, I love it. And I love it in tournaments this week because of where it is. Because historically speaking, Drew Brees has those great games at home. It's a great matchup. Michael Thomas should definitely come away with double-digit targets, as always. Probably double-digit catches as well. And it's hard to imagine him not having 100 uh, yards receiving and a touchdown this one. And Patrick Peterson was okay last week. Uh, I don't fear Patrick Peterson when it comes to Michael Thomas. There are certain players where you look at the matchup, too, and you go, ah, I don't love that corner matchup. No, it doesn't matter who the corner is. Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know what's so curious about the Breeze thing is that we were all thinking it was going to be longer. And as in the lead-up to this game, we haven't heard anything negative about it. Like, nope. uh, he may or may not play. He was like, no, nah, I'm practicing. I'm ready to go. It's progressed along this week. He seemed fine. And then, boom, as of yesterday, he's playing. Yeah, it's been great. What a nice change of pace to get somebody back yeah. early without any setbacks or any kind of issues. Look, Saquon did a good job, too. I mean, Saquon Barkley came back on the earlier side of that four to six. Pat Mahomes time might as well. Uh, this, that one scares me. The whole fact that Patrick Mahomes was even practicing this week i thought was madness but i guess we'll find out give it to andy reed right could ruin the best thing ever <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine around. he'll be fine i don't, I don't know i don't, I don't know. put that kind don't, of hex on it don't push him andy reed don't push him okay so let's uh talk about a game that we talked about from the very top uh uh about sean watson and deandre hopkins and, and kenny still so let's talk about those texans wide receivers specifically deandre hopkins and kenny still so vastly different pricing yeah but both uh usable in lineups for- it is and look hopkins has had a tough time because hopkins basically has had a situation where he is always being double teamed. He's got a lot of safety help, and he should because that's how good he is. My thing this week is, in particular, I don't think the Raiders have that kind of personnel. They just don't have the personnel to match up with him. And the fact that they struggled so much last week against Aaron Rodgers with a bunch of subpar wide receivers, imagine how much they're going to struggle with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins today. And I think that's the thing to keep in mind. So that means in cash, in GPP, either way, you can even pair him and Thomas together. It is not hard to do with the value on the board at quarterback and at running back this week. And even at tight end, there's a lot of values, which we'll get to later. But to me, it's DeAndre Hopkins' day. Yes, Kenny Stills will be very fashionable. Yes, even Kiki QT will be useful so you want to sprinkle those guys in too just to kind of cover your bases because if you do expect a total of 30 points or so from those Texans it's a pretty good chance that 
somebody else is going to catch a touchdown at some point or even rush for a touchdown. So spreading the wealth, I think, with the Texans is not a bad idea. Have a little share of QT, have a little share of Kenny Stills, but don't forget about DeAndre Hopkins. Do not fade him altogether. I think that's a giant mistake this week. Okay. Uh one game that we talked about as a potential game stack is that Tampa Bay-Tennessee matchup. And there's a whole bunch of wide receivers that can be used in there. I don't think you're going to use multiple necessarily. It it, it it does have the possibility of being a game stack. But obviously on the Tampa Bay side, you're going to have Godwin and Evans, two very productive receivers. But now, is there light at the end of the tunnel for the Titans wide receivers? Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Adam Humphreys. What say you about that group? This is the question, right? We all know Ryan Tannehill is always capable of having a good game, and he had one last week. Now the temptation is, do we fall for it two weeks in a row? Is he going to have two good games? Well, it would certainly look on paper against Tampa as though that would be a really good opportunity for him to have a good one. And I think at the very least, they are going to take away Derrick Henry and make him throw the football. And I think that when you are have to throw the football, that's usually a good thing in DFS. So let's take A.J. Brown. Let's also take Corey Davis. And let's sprinkle them in some lineups because both are really good values. Both are in the low to mid five range on FanDuel this week. I think they have a lot of upside. They have touchdown upside. Last week, they were both used pretty equally, too. Corey Davis had the better day because of the touchdown. But don't forget about A.J. Brown. Both of those guys should get enough volume to make them both viable plays. I actually like A.J. Brown more on DK because of his price than I do Corey Davis. So, And Corey Davis probably is a better return because on FanDuel, you're always looking for that touchdown upside. So I think that's a better play on the FanDuel side. Mike Rabel sighting at the Clemson game last night. His son plays for my alma mater, Boston College. Did not go well for the Eagles last night. Uh, 59-7 loss. But... Uh, I thought I found it curious that the head coach was out there, but his son plays offensive line, so uh, kind of cool. It's but. nice. Shouldn't every? I mean, you know, just because you're a head football coach doesn't mean you can't be dad still, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, I appreciated there, that dad. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's getting rained on, and BC was getting rained on as well. So, all right, no one got rained on more than that Michigan game. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, that was very brutal. true. Very Woo-hoo. true. Uh, so, all right, let's talk uh, Pats. Uh, Julian Edelman continues to be uh, a force in the passing game. There, we obviously have no Josh Gordon now, probably permanently for the Pats. Uh, it's the way it seems it's going. Uh, they bring in Muhammad Sanu. Just curious how you. Expect the passing game to play out. You think it just continues to run through White and Edelman, right? It does. I mean, that's what the Patriots do. So Julian Edelman at 66 is a very strong cash game value. I think cash game is where you want him because he lacks that big game upside, that big breakaway upside of, say, a Michael Thomas or somebody like that. So in cash, he's a really good pivot because you know exactly what you're going to get out of him. You're going to get a high amount of volume. Yeah, there's upside for a touchdown, but it's really more like a .5 than a 1.5, and I think that's the difference you have to understand when it comes to Julian Edelman. And if you do expect him to have a lead, how does that impact him? It'll be fascinating to see how Sanu works in, too, how much he can integrate himself into this offense right away uh, with just a couple days of practice. My guess is not very well. But stranger things have happened uh, to me. I think you also look for Dorsett in this game, too. A guy that Brady's been very... He just knows Sanu's throwing a touchdown pass. He just can feel oh, it. Oh, uh, that would be great. I'll tell you what. If you, you have Mohamed Sanu it. and he throws a touchdown pass, that's a really good day for you. You're yeah. really excited for Sanu. I agree. Uh, okay. So, uh, your guy, we, it, it can't believe it took us this long to get into the show to mention Cooper Cup, but I'm going to do it right now. Oh, it's been two weeks in a rough... It's been a rough two weeks. It's your guy. It's my guy, and he keeps letting me down, and I'm a little frustrated by it because he's going back to that Todd Gurley conversation. The matchup's there. It's right there for you, Cooper Cup. Go take it. Why won't you take it, Cooper Cup? It's going to happen. Look, I I think it just – look, here's the thing. With players like Cooper Cup who are so good and have the volume and have the upside and still they're in that upper echelon of pricing, but they're not the elite pricing tier – you keep rolling him out there. You just do. You have some shares. And if anything, it's even better in tournaments this week because the last two weeks have been disappointing. So you take all you can get against the Bengals because the Bengals are going to pretty much give you all that they have. And I mean uh, all the yards that you could possibly give up. That's yeah. what I mean by that. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go. We talked about Cote. We talked about Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. Let's break this down a little bit because Marvin Jones still a good play. Obviously, he's going to score four, four touchdowns every week. But uh, we still I'm in a good position here going up against this Giants D that can't stop anybody. We talked about Jones, uh, but Galladay probably not talked about as much for a guy who's relatively high priced and a by talent uh, by measuring talent considered one of the top receivers in the NFL. Yeah, well, last week Kenny Galladay got shut down, so everything went over to Marvin Jones. Yeah, and that's just sometimes the way the cookie crumbles. That's sometimes the way you game plan, you understand what's going on, and you go out there, and if he's getting double teamed or he's getting locked down. 
well, why wouldn't you look across the field to someone else? And they did, and he looked across quite a bit. And Matthew Stafford found Marvin Jones four times last week in the end zone, which is pretty good. Uh, I would expect Marvin Jones to be useful yet again in this one. It's a great matchup here. Giants defense, not very good. That secondary is terrible. And this secondary does not have anybody to match up with Kenny Galladay. We're talking about some of the lowest-ranked cornerbacks in the league. So with those low-ranked corners, a bad safety over there, too, it's just it's not a scenario where I think that Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones disappoints. I know sometimes the chalk, you're a little afraid of it sometimes. No reason to be afraid of it today. I think Kenny Galladay will be a good return. Marvin Jones also, don't forget, you know, it's funny. Just because he has a really good week, I feel like that almost has a negative impact, right? Yeah. I feel like last week it was so good that people look back and go, oh, you're so good last week. I don't want to touch him this week. Do you feel like that's going to happen this week? <sighs> it's it, it's funny because DFS now, we've gotten a lot of information on DFS over the last few years, and you, you see both sides of it. There's some people out there that are less experienced that are chasing the points, like Marvin Jones had a good week last week. Let's do it. The more experienced people say don't chase points. So it ha- there's some sort of watermark where that settles in. And I would imagine that if you think it's a good matchup, you just go back to him. Don't be scared because it's not going to be enough for a touchdown it's game. Very, it should only be matchup based. Yeah, you don't chase it because it was good last week. You you chase it because it's going to be good this week too. Look, Marvin <laughs> Jones. Reason. This is the type of receiver that he is. He, it's his second four touchdown game, by the way, which is pretty incredible. He had one against the Jets. Right, he's a tournament uh, guy. Ago. So Galladay would be probably the cash game guy. You're, you're going to have three or four games a year yeah. where Marvin Jones you want to have in the lineup. The other ones you're going to bust out on. <laughs> this is so. probably number two. It could be. Three on the year. Could be. So, uh, all right, let's talk Bills receivers for a sec because we got John Brown and Cole Beasley. Solid matchup here. Do you like either of these guys? I, uh, this is a tough Billy can't cover anybody. No, I know they can't cover anybody, but I'm just, I'm concerned whether or not I really trust Josh Allen in this scenario to get those guys the football consistently enough. I don't think it's a bad play. I would just limit the exposure. Got it. How about Cortland Sutton before we go? Love Cortland Sutton today. Great value nobody's talking about. And even just because Manuel Sanders gone doesn't mean Cortland Sutton's not going to continue to be good. Cool. Uh, be sure to follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at SportsGridTV. Follow Joe on Twitter at JoePisapia17. And I'm at Mike Blewett. So we'll come right back. We'll talk QBs, defenses, and... Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where do I back on the grid and fantasy draft the only rake-free daily fantasy site brings the heat again with a $350,000 guaranteed rake-free contest it's the hooter main event this is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for nfl week eight and remember only on fantasy draft are 100 percent of entry fees paid to contest winners so sign up at fantasydraft.com with the referral code daily roto roto and you'll get a free seven-day trial membership that's fantasydraft.com referral code daily roto for your free seven-day trial membership so let's get to it let's get to uh the wide receivers the qbs the tight ends i'm uh, sorry the qbs the tight ends and the defenses so uh qbs top plays of the day deshaun watson tops the list joe yeah i mean look let's not overthink things here Deshaun watson has a great matchup against oakland he's at home he's got uh three good wide receivers to throw the ball to he's got a decent enough running game that can certainly make it work yeah you got to pay through the nose yeah it's a cash game play i struggle in tournaments though with watson just because i do like some other quarterbacks out there on this list but if he was in the million dollar lineup it would not shock me at all uh and going over to another game that we talked about a whole bunch with game stacks is russell wilson Yeah, look, Russell Wilson, I think, in this one, here's the thing with Russell. We have this thing where he's played fantastic football, but the fantasy line's been a little up and down, I think. I think we can all agree on that. It's a great matchup because I feel like Atlanta's basically kind of folded up the tents. They got rid of Sanu this week. Now they have no Matt Ryan, so we'll see how much this team really is going to quit. Uh, And it could quit a lot, and that could be really good things. Now, the problem with Russell Wilson is— One could argue it's already happened. Well, they've already quit. Well, look, even last week, I think they were literally fighting a little bit. I don't think they have the personnel. That's the problem. On defense, they just don't have the personnel to stop anybody, and that's not going to change this week. But the problem is, if they get up to a lead, how much upside is there for Russell Wilson? So I struggle a little bit with that. Plus, who's the pairing? I don't know. To me, it's Russell Wilson and Chris Carson if you're going to pair and try to stack Seattle because the target volume for Tyler Lockett has not been great of late. You see some one-off performances from Jerron Brown and guys like that with two touchdowns. Every now and then you get a DK Metcalf day. So it's really difficult to target. I feel like this might be a DK Metcalf day. Well, that's the thing. You can feel this and all these other things, but the fact is we don't know. So I don't like making investments in things I don't no, and yeah. I think that's where I struggle with Russell Wilson today is where's it going to go? And if they are up, just let's say, I don't know, 20 to nothing at half, it's a lot of Chris Carson. Chris Carson, I love in this game much more than Russell Wilson. Given the scenario you just set up, how about Matt Schaub on the other side for a game stack? <laughs> hey, you want to go crazy? You want to get nuts? You can get nuts with Matt Schaub. Why not? I mean, like you said, it's not that he's not capable. He's played in the NFL for quite some time, and he's got some weapons out there. The Seattle defense has not played great in the last few weeks. They just gave up a ton of yardage. Uh, now, Grant is Lamar Jackson, but still, uh, they are a defense that struggles from time to time. They are on the road here, and stranger things have happened, but... I do look at this as a, as a matchup where I think that is only one of those, I'm going to do one Matt Schaub lineup, and this is what it's going to look like, and you load up on McCaffrey and Michael Thomas and Hopkins and all those guys, because you probably can. If you could do that with Ty Johnson and Matt Schaub, it's probably not that hard to do. Okay, how about Drew Brees coming back off the injury? How comfortable do you feel with this? It's a tournament play only for you, correct? Uh, no, I feel good about him across the board. Okay, I really do. I, I think people are overthinking this. If Drew Brees is healthy enough to play, 
Drew Brees is going to play, and he's going to play like Drew Brees. That, look, anybody can get hurt at any time in the NFL, so the whole notion of, well, he could re-injure it, that is a silly thing to be worried about, okay? He's got to make it through four quarters. Anybody who goes out there, nobody thought Patrick Mahomes was going to get hurt two weeks ago, but he yeah. did. And this is the thing we have to look at. It's it's the situation of, on, is he By the way, right on now? the most innocuous of plays. On the most innocuous of Just plays. Just a simple QB sneak, and somebody fell on his leg. Right. And he was dealing, the weird thing about that is he was dealing with the ankle before that. Yeah. So you kind of worry, is there weakness in the leg? And a lot of doctors will tell you when there's one injury in a leg, it ends up creeping up and kind of attacking other parts of the leg in weird moments like that. You know, you, you have dealing with an ankle injury. It becomes or a 325-pound dude just now, fell on his that leg. That happens, too. But when there's weakness, there's weakness. Yeah. And I think that's something to always keep in mind. But I'll tell you what, man. I think Drew Brees, as long as he's playing, you want to go out there and own him because this is one of the few weeks where the ownership won't be through the roof on a matchup like this that is so prime. We talked about Matt Stafford earlier uh, going up against the Giants defense. It just sets up well for him, correct? Uh, two thumbs up. Very enthusiastic thumbs up for Matt Stafford in this one. Love Stafford. Love the wide receivers. And who benefits the most from on Johnson being out? It's Matt Stafford. That's who benefits the most because they're going to continue to throw the football on this week. Giants secondary. So uh, I love Stafford. Don't care if it's high Leon. Don't care if it's in the 30s. I think that's a guy that you know. And this is kind of my argument against Watson this week in tournaments. I understand in cash games going up to Watson. But if you are in tournaments, why wouldn't you just go down you know, a couple hundred dollars and go down and get Matt Stafford and spend up somewhere else at wide receiver. Yeah, and I feel the same way about Jared Goff at $8,000 on FanDuel. Matt Stafford's only three is $300 cheaper. I'm going with Matt Stafford over Jared 100%. Goff every time. Now, Goff is a contrarian play uh, for people that think uh, Rams are just going to run the ball, and, and which they can do effectively, regardless could, of who's carrying. It'd be nice if they chose to once yeah. in a while. So, uh, But Goff would be a contrarian play, a, a good matchup for him. So we expect uh, a lot of projected points out of him, but still, the third most expensive quarterback on the main slate and keep in mind uh not on the main slate are aaron Rodgers and uh matt moore uh which i I get it's matt moore but he's part of that kansas city offense which can be very productive so plus uh, miami and pittsburgh play on monday night not that we had anything uh lined up for them but just something to keep in mind for everybody uh you know tom brady's priced at 7900 and i feel like we're going almost every week on this show without really talking much about him well, I think we're going that way because a lot of the touchdowns... Look, for Tom Brady, he's got to come more rushing touchdowns the last couple of weeks than yeah. passing touchdowns. is kind of a strange anomaly. That'll change. Uh, the fact that they're adding another wide receiver in Sanu certainly is going to help that cause. But, sure, you look at the total here. There should be, I would think, somewhere between 27 and 30 uh, points scored here for the New England Patriots. If James White can get in the end zone, that will help a lot, too. Some of those little dump-off passes yeah, again right. that, that haven't... I think eight-yard touchdown well, pass, then that's and that's the thing, and, and you haven't gotten those. And if you get those today, it could be a very big Brady day. And I think you're right. Brady's kind of that quarterback laying in the weeds today that I think could have a huge impact on a lot of DFS tournaments. Um, okay, we've got to ask you a question with these two. Josh Allen or Ryan Tannehill? Ooh, uh, this, is, this is tricky. I'm going to go with Josh Allen because his ability to potentially get a rushing touchdown really, really impacts that difference. If it's a push... For those two guys, in my mind, I'm going to go with the guy who runs a little bit more and the guy that has the upside for the rushing touchdown. So watch. Ryan Tannehill have two rushing touchdowns. And Tannehill's at a discount, obviously, relative to Josh Allen, but it's something to consider. Uh, well, Ryan Tannehill's earned that discount with inconsistency <laughs> over the years. So it's fair. You keep that in mind. But how many times have we been here with Ryan Tannehill where we go, hey, that's a pretty good game for Ryan Tannehill? And next thing you know, we go back and go, oh, that's why Ryan Tannehill's on another team now. Yeah, Tannehill's at 6900 Josh Allen at 7700 the same price as Matt Stafford. Not a so, terrible play. So again, yeah, I agree. Both good returns on investment, I think today. But it just it keeps lining up for Stafford for me. Uh, yeah, Stafford, and you know what? I think you make a great choice with Brady there too. Nobody's yeah. really talking about him. He's kind of out there. And look, it's Cleveland Browns coming up there, coming off a bye. Eh. I know if you're the Cleveland Browns, the last thing you want to see you coming off a of body. It would have to be white. It would have to be white. Probably. Um, you just don't have a lot of touchdown equity with Julian Edelman. That's the hard well, part. Well, Ben Watson's that's back, what, too. Yeah. And that's, that's why Brady ends up becoming a contrarian player. He hasn't had a red zone target guy. Right. Like, he doesn't have that guy. He's no that's Gronk right. anymore. That's you know, right. the tight ends haven't given much. Now that Watson's back, maybe Watson can be that guy. But James White has to be that guy, I think, this week. And uh, we'll see if Sanu can make I'll it. I'll throw it in a Brady lineup. We'll see how it does. There you go. Throw it out there. Let's do tight ends now. We got Darren Watson. Uh, at the top of the list. Uh, and then other guys like Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, George Kittle, Zach Ertz. TJ Hawkinson, a nice value here. I was just talking about Matt Stafford. If we're going to stack that together... 
maybe get some touchdown equity out of TJ Hawkinson. The Giants haven't been able to cover a tight end since the previous decade. So uh, <laughs> I, I think I think you're in a good position there if you're using Hawkinson. No, I agree. I, this is another tournament dart throw. What are we looking for? We're looking for guys who can score touchdowns. That's what you're looking for, a tight end. And TJ Hawkinson certainly could be one of those guys. Now, that'll ruin a lot of shares of Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. People will not be too happy about that. But we talked about differentiating a little bit with Kiki QT. Why not differentiate a little bit, too, off of Kenny Galladay with a guy like Hawkinson and move some pieces around? We all know there's going to be points. It's just a matter of putting the puzzle together for those touchdowns. And Hawkinson can definitely be one of those guys. And I'll tell you what, too. Cameron Brait's a guy to keep in mind as well. Uh, because Cameron Brait is one of these guys that's Usually catches a touchdown. Always been a big red zone threat with Jameis Winston. No O.J. Howard in this game against the Tennessee Titans today. So I think Cameron Brait is a guy that should absolutely be on your radar. That's a good one. So uh, Darren Waller, 6,800. He's the second most tight end, uh, most expensive tight end on the board. Kittle in front of him. The problem with Kittle is that he's going up against Carolina. Really good defense, particularly good linebackers. So that's really not a guy you typically target. I think he's a sort of a tournament-only play today. Uh, Hunter Henry, though. Hunter Henry has produced since he's come back from injury. What do you think of him going up against the Bears? He's been terrific. Look, the Bears' defense is very talented, but they haven't played very well. And I think we have to keep that in mind. Just because the team has a lot of talent doesn't always mean they play very well. And part of that is also the offense, putting them in bad spots sometimes. There's no doubt about that. You can't win games with Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball 50 times in a game or running the ball as little as they did. Now, maybe they'll come out today and maybe it'll be better. On paper, you look at the Bears' defense and you say, okay, they got a good matchup because the Chargers' offensive line is bad. Yes, that's absolutely true. So you'd at least expect some sacks here. But this is a game that kind of scares me. I'm kind of fading away from them a little bit. I actually favor a team like the Panthers today, a team that I think anybody's talking about that's played pretty well defensively, making turnovers happen. Keekley's played very well. And let's be honest, the 49ers turned the ball over a ton on offense this year. So why not? Why not go against that 49er team with a little Panthers defense today? So we're so that's a good transition into the defensive discussion. Conversely, do you like the Niners to maybe uh, hand Kyle Allen his first loss and, and create some turnovers today? Look, it's hard to go against the 49ers right now, so the smart... The hype hype train is rolling a little too fast for me, though. It it is for me, too. And everybody wants to talk about how well the Patriots haven't played anybody. They've done a great job. But whoever the the 49ers have... They haven't played anybody. 49ers schedule has been equally... Actually, it's been slightly Now, they murdered the Browns, but the Browns aren't playing well. It was an impressive performance, but I'm not handing the Niners the NFC championship. I don't even know if I want to hand them the West quite yet. I won't either. <laughs> so, I, I think mean, the Hawks we, are going to win it. Before we get so you know wrapped up in the – how often do we see this too, Mike, where every year we see a team that gets off to a great start yeah. and then doesn't close? The crazy part about this happening is like when teams get off to these great starts, people start looking through the schedule like, I don't see any losses. Like, I do. I see a few losses. Well, this could be one the, of them. The Chiefs last year when they were rolling along, people were just handing them the rest of their schedule as automatic wins. It just doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. And look, from a DFS standpoint today – Sure, the 49ers defense is a, is a defense you can absolutely pay up for. It's hard. If you're going to pay up, you might as well pay up for the New England Patriots, though, yep. considering the amount of turnovers they've had this year and the fact that Baker Mayfield has 11 picks already. Why wouldn't you want to pay up for that defense? Yep. But I would rather be on the Panther side of this one than the 49ers side in terms of DFS for defenses. Uh, so uh, talk about Patriots are the top, are the most expensive defense on the board, although they're not as expensive as they were in previous weeks. They're at $5,000 along with the Rams are also very high price going up against the Bengals in London. You'd choose the pass over the Rams in that scenario or not? Yeah, still give me the Pats. I mean, the Pats are just scoring. Uh, that defense just scores points. Uh, at the end of the day, I understand they're expensive. I get it. But uh, I'll tell you what, the Saints defense is another one, too, at 4,400. I think yep. it makes a ton of sense here. Uh, great matchup here. Young quarterback. The Saints D has been absolutely brilliant. The linebacking core is playing fantastic. They can get to the quarterback. They can cover. Lattimore's played out of his mind. So I think that the Saints are another one, too. You're going to look for a bunch of turnovers in that game from Murray and company. You're, you're looking at another good value. A lot, of, a lot of ways you can go on the board for defense today. But, you know, it's funny. Going back to 49ers real fast, Christian McCaffrey is the best player on that field in that game. Yeah. I want to see them stop him. I want to see that. I'm with you. Uh, all right, last two. Uh, Colts and Jaguars. you like either of those defenses? Uh, Colts, definitely, because of how limited. And, sure, 
you know, they're going to have a lower total probably because the pace of game is going to be lower uh, with Darius Leonard. And who was the other one you mentioned before? Jags. Uh, Jags against, the, look, if Sam Darnold's still seeing I like Darnold to bounce back. I do, too. I need him to bounce back in a seasonal league. <laughs> Matt Ryan got hurt. Um, that's the best I could do is Darnold off that waiver wire. What about so, that job? Those game stacks. Oakland at Houston, Tampa at Tennessee, Seattle at Arizona, the Giants at Detroit. We really like the Lions and the Hawks today and the Texans all the way around. For Joe Pisapia, Yang Producing, and Will, I'm Mike Blewett. Thanks for watching. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, I missed. Here's what you missed on DFS Today. No, I missed. It might be Teddy Bridgewater for yet another week. He's 5-0. Uh, but Drew Brees steps in. He's ready to go with the Yeah, the in. new kid. New kid, That's Drew Brees. Right. Young yeah. kid. Uh, new guy on the block. Fresh out of Purdue. We'll see how he plays in this one. But I was shocked. It took him 18 years to break in, <laughs> but he made it. <laughs> I don't know about you, Mike, but I was shocked about this. I thought for sure heading up to the bye, you let Bridgewater play. It's a cookie-cutter matchup. This can only mean one thing. Drew Brees is absolutely 100% or as close to 100% as you could possibly be because there's no other logic to roll him out there in this game, in this matchup. It would seem like Teddy B's played good enough. There's no reason not to keep throwing him out there. Uh, The Cardinals are not exactly the toughest defense to play against. We all know that. It's a whole matchup. So many reasons to start Teddy Bridgewater instead of Brees. So the only reason to start Brees is Brees is healthy. So if Brees is healthy enough, that's great news for Michael Thomas. And as you mentioned before with Alvin Kamara, look, whether or not Alvin Kamara is a game time decision ends up playing we kind of saw this last week and I think we should learn the lesson from it which was Arizona played DJ 
but they didn't play him. He was active, but he wasn't doing anything active, and I think that's something to keep in mind. That might shy a lot of people away from Latavius Murray. No matter what, I would stay on Latavius Murray because I think regardless of Alvin Kamara's status, his role in this offense is pretty defined right now, this week at least, heading into the bye. I would imagine, to your point about Breeze, he is 100% healthy, plus it, even if he was 90 I think he wants to get reps before the bye week, try to get sharp going into the bye week, make sure he has those reps and they can continue their push towards being a number one seed uh, in the NFC. So let's talk about some other games as well. Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Uh, Jameis, we've seen him, both good Jameis and bad Jameis, throw for a lot of yards. So uh, going up against Tannehill, do you think Tannehill and Jameis can battle this out or how do you see this playing out? Well, I think at least on the Tennessee side, Mike, what you're going to see is the fact that 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 Tampa Bay uh, defense has been so good against the run. So I think you're going to have to see Ryan Tannehill throw the ball. And that's not a bad thing, considering last week we saw Corey Davis have a very productive day. A.J. Brown had a very productive day. So uh, without Delaney Walker in that mix, uh, I think you can really focus in on those two wide receivers. They're both very good values, both on DraftKings and on FanDuel today as well. So I would certainly have a lot of shares of those guys, because I do think Ryan Tannehill is going to have to pass. And on the Winston side of things, it's always the mistakes, right? That's what it is. How many mistakes is he going to make? And is he going to make few enough mistakes that he's actually going to return value on investment? I never feel great about Winston. This is a matchup where I feel okay, not great. I would prefer to rather play a guy like Drew Brees today coming back healthy who might be lower owned because people want to sit back and say, hey, well, let's see what it is. I know what it is. It's Drew Brees at home with Michael Thomas, and I want all the shares of it. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting. 